All right, y'all. Never fear. Chapo's here. And I'm here to discuss my thoughts on Halloween ends. Mm, mm, mm. So much that I want to say. Child, so much that I want to say about it. That I was watching, as I was watching, I had to pull out some notes. Yeah, a piece of paper and a pen, child, so I could jot down just what the fuck it was I thought about this motherfucking movie. So the first thing I want to say, if you're a Chapo's Corner listener uh, for some time now, you know one thing about y'all is that I'm a Halloween movie franchise buff okay loved it always have followed it whether they were good or bad you know i pretty much followed them and so when they revisited halloween in 18 it was a very big deal because jamie lee curtis was coming back on and so i did a review on that <clears throat> i remember that i specifically said hmm they're gonna take away the brother sister angle da, 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 da. it was good though it was okay the second one came out halloween kills channel i did a whole review on that I said, oh, my God, what an epic fail. Because they just pretty much, you know, first of all, she spent 85% of the movie in hospital, doped up on medicine, uh, next to the sheriff, talking about the good old days, reminiscing, talking about some, how is like you, how is like you, you know, and as you can see in Halloween Ends, there's still that thing that the sheriff has for uh, Lori Strode. So there was all the hospital, like, I always lied to you. Yo, remember that time? Hell, it's always been, like, they was about to die or something, but most of all hopped up on medicine and completely forgetting that the town was going to shit around them, okay? So Tommy Doyle failed with his little lynch mob and the entire lynch mob got killed and that was it. <clears throat> we know that her daughter died, Lori Strode's daughter died, or at least it looked that way, but now in Halloween Ends, it was officially confirmed that the daughter died, okay? So now they took a break, and they came back with Halloween Ends, and people was, was waiting. Okay, waiting, waiting, waiting. How are they going to kill Mike? Can they kill Mike? Like, is that even possible? And do we really want Mike to die? Like, Michael is um, <clears throat> this entity who's also human, who's super evil, um, he kills, so we want to stop him, but at the same time, there's just something about when he comes back and when Halloween comes back, it's always, like, watchable. So if you kill Michael, you kill the franchise. So, you know, I also wonder, did they really kill Michael? So I want to start off with my notes. I got to refer to them because, honestly, it, it, it was a lot I want to say. <clears throat> Child, first of all, Jamie Lee Curtis' daughter, Allison. Woo! Child, her granddaughter was so thirsty for love, affection, and just, I don't know, just companionship that she couldn't even see that the man, Corey, the more and more she engaged with him, first he came in with a busted hand. Okay, that's one thing. <clears throat> he didn't ask for that life. <laughs> I mean, things went wrong. The beginning of the movie was very shock factor-ish. I was very surprised that they even started off the movie with the death of a child because the first thing I said was oh I was so proud of this child because as they were talking about the legend of Michael Myers uh the babysitter Corey before we turn he turns into what he turns into later he's like oh um well you should you know he might you should be here for something about what he might get you and then the little boy said please Michael ain't coming to get me he's like I'm a I'm a little kid he don't kill little kids he kills adults I said okay so you okay little boy so you already been doing your little survivalist homework and research and shit you already know when he come you ain't even gotta do nothing but just sit your ass down and just thank God you ain't hit puberty yet thank God you're you're not even preteen yet because once you hit, you hit teenage years uh I wouldn't even say preteen straight teenage years into adolescence into adulthood Mike is coming for that ass <clears throat> so I was like yeah little boy you're safe you're absolutely safe Spoiler alert, come to find out, um, through, uh, honestly, it was an accident, a misfortunate accident. This child does end up dying, not by the hands of Michael Myers, but 
uh, accidentally by the hands of a babysitter, which I also felt was very shock factorish for people. I think of people every day, these kids are falling through the cracks. <clears throat> their families, their own mothers, daycares are letting these children down. And I couldn't imagine if you were a parent who maybe lost a child in the care of a babysitter who mishandled them, <clears throat> or maybe they suffered uh, severe violence or something. Maybe it changed their quality of life, or maybe it just didn't change their quality of life. They survived just fine, but it's still one of those traumatic experiences you wish your child never went through. To sit there and see something like that was, come on, like to say, oh, I left my child with the babysitter. This is a very, very, very real fear these days. Like, I left my child with the babysitter. I left my child at the daycare. I came back, whether it was a freak accident or somebody was negligent or whatever, my child is dead. So I was like, no, this kid, this kid, this kid did not die. <clears throat> I did not just fucking watch this kid die. So that, that I'm sure that hit everybody. That was really a good shock factor intro to me, the same as um, how Jordan Peele did the intro for um, nope, where the father was on the horse and died. It was very weird. It was kind of eerie and creepy. That kind of you, Ugh. but I told you, you have to know after that, I was just like, no, I'm done with it. It was just uh, UFOs in the ghetto. I'm not I'm UFOs with black people. But back to this, it was, I like that intro, but I still said, why did they do that? And any Halloween franchise is just knowing children. Okay. Michael didn't kill a child, but I don't know that a child needed to die in that way in order to make a Michael story. Okay, that that just I don't understand it. It's just like I don't understand. So my point is, um, after he got his hand cut, <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis playing. Please excuse me, y'all. I had to curse some people. I guess I didn't. Oh, family members. No, no, not like you know how it is. Love is love. Tough love. You know, put them in a place because I was under a lot of stress. It was a small sacrifice to lose my voice. So if you hear me kind of clear my throat a lot and the pitching is that's what that's about. But we gonna go on, okay? So I was looking at Jamie Lee Curtis you know, happy for her. But I said, y'all want us to believe that Michael Myers has been missing for four years, that she has no idea where he is, but she feels completely safe during this time. And she feels more safe now that he's on the loose and nobody knows where he is than in the first Halloween 2018, where she didn't feel safe, but he was locked up and she knew where he was. And for 40 years, for 40 Halloweens, she, or at least 39, 40 Halloweens, nothing happened to her. And she felt paranoid. Now you're going to tell me your paranoia finally came true. He did come to the house that you built like Fort Knox. It helped. You know what I'm saying? It helped. But at the same time, it didn't help because he's still out there. You mean to tell me you're not going to build a... a okay, so, so far we're supposed to believe that Michael's on the run. <clears throat> New York State or any state, Haddonfield, Illinois, is no state of New York, no government agency as far as mental institution. Nobody has control of Michael. And once again, there's no Dr. Loomis. There's no fake Dr. Loomis. There's no nothing. So we just have a Michael and, and a Laurie Strode that feels safe as shit on Halloween. Bitches making pumpkin uh, pie. I, I'm thankful that she says she's healing. I'm thankful that, but I said, yeah, yeah, that's not, okay, so now we have a, a, a lax, <clears throat> a lax ass fucking... Laurie Strode, whatever. So the daughter, um, or the granddaughter, Allison, gets with Corey because the, the grandmother, Jamie Lee Curtis, hooks them up. But like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis' granddaughter so thirsty for love, she can't see that the man keep getting more dirtier and more bruised and more psycho in the mind. And she's like, well, I'm broken. Not broken, but she's like, you know, we can identify with each other because, you know, the, the grandmother's supposed to be the town psycho or freak. He's supposed to be the psycho now because he supposedly murdered a, ba a, ch a child and that was his now stain or whatever. <clears throat> Long story short, she's like, and I'm the granddaughter of the freak or the psycho. So we all, you know, I just want to help you. Let's be together. Child, 
I'm like, girl, you don't see, like, girl, his health and his hygiene is, like, on serious decline. And you just keep running for him. And every time you look at him, there's another bruise. And every time you turn around, he has another busted lip. And he still can't get out these fucking bandages. And every time you turn around, he's, girl, I know they say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And clearly he's broken. You want to fix it. But sweetheart, baby girl, uh, run. Hashtag red flag, bitch. So Mike just been in the sewer for four years. I'm calling it the sewer, but it was, like, under the bridge. I'm confused um, because Mike has been living under the bridge, according to the homeless man. Every now and again, he drags people under there. They never come out. He just kills them. <clears throat> Mike drags Corey in, but he doesn't kill Corey. When he looks into his eyes as he's trying to choke him out, he sees the vision of him replaying in his mind how he accidentally uh, contributed to the death of that child on that terrible, faithful Halloween night. I guess that Michael can relate, although I can't understand how Michael can relate because when Michael did it on his Halloween night, it was intentional. Whereas this babysitter was, it was unintentional. And Michael, you wasn't the babysitter; you was actually the younger sister, younger brother of the your victim, which was your big sister. Um, I think that's one person he killed. I think that night was his big sister. So I'm confused now that all of a sudden Michael gives Corey the power to be Michael, and Corey. <laughs> First of all, even before that, what I didn't like, Corey as Michael or or posed or posing as Michael did not scare the fuck out of me at all. He, to me, was the worst villain. He couldn't get his facial expressions right. To me, he was always that corny kid that they were just... Not, well, that's what they gave him off as, like, kind of nerdy kid in the beginning. Innocent babysitter who was just minding his business and shit went wrong, and now he's just this innocent kid who people's misunderstood, so things go wrong, so he's going into his awkward, but he's like, you know, kind of like, whatever. How the hell? Yes, kids like that can turn into a serial killer, but it just didn't scare me. I'm looking for Michael. Y'all giving me Corey. Who the fuck is Corey, bro? Y'all talking about it's Michael's end, but y'all showing us Corey. That don't make no daggone sense. Is Corey supposed to be showing us that? Is that how they're going to set up the next uh, one? They're saying he ends now. But if they ever want to revive him, they're going to say like his spirit jumps into people like Jason or something. Give me a break. So Corey as Michael posing as Michael did not scare me. Like since when did Michael need a sidekick, bitch? The man works alone. Like why does he need an assistant now and a, and a bad assistant at that? This is like when Count Dracula had... um. Reinfeld, remember Reinfeld, master, master. But it's just like, you know who, you know, Pinky in the brain, you know, dumb and dumber, you know who got a sidekick, bro, and he never rolled with someone. And then the person he's rolling with is doing more than he's doing. <laughs> Let's just continue. <clears throat> I didn't like that they um, promoted suicide, even though suicide was supposed to be um, a guise to get him over to the house or the police to come over to the house and to make uh, the fake Corey think that she's going to kill herself. Um, also, the way they killed Michael, they drained him out with the blood, uh, not specifically the, the neck cutting, but specifically the slitting of the wrist. And I want to say the right way, because I hate to say it and nobody should, but there's a wrong way and there's a right way. Okay. And I'm not saying that because I've tried it. I was saying it because of all the awareness classes that I took about how to see it and what to see it and the fact that um, if somebody says something about I tried to do it, but I did it the wrong way. And they said specifically, it means that they there's the directional which lines they took. It's just a truth. You just got to understand how they talk. That's when people talking to you, somebody that's so shocked. And you can have a conversation with somebody. So I didn't like that they promoted that because you should, even if it's a little bit of a thought, you shouldn't do that. You know, you never know if somebody was just, one day just think about that as an idea and just use that idea. 
people copycat all the time. So I didn't like, again, a child died in a Halloween movie, whether by the hand of Michael Myers or not. No child should die, okay? I didn't like that um, if she called in a suicide, what the fuck took the police so long? And especially in a nice, upscale, privileged white neighborhood like that. You know, no disrespect to anybody, but they should have been there at the drop of a dime. It seemed like a lot of shit had to go down before they actually kicked in the door. <clears throat> Maybe it's good they didn't, though, because everything happens for a reason, and she was able to take him out all by herself, and with the help of her daughter. Granddaughter. <clears throat> Damn this throat. Michael was in Haddonfield on Halloween, night after night, and nobody knew. And not only that, and meaning under the, the town of Haddonfield, nobody knew, but how Michael was literally walking around Haddonfield on Halloween night. He didn't kill as much people, but nobody in fucking Haddonfield knew shit until Michael was dead. Michael, when he's on the prowl in Haddonfield, is supposed to be wreaking havoc. Like, people are supposed to be scared. Uh, you know, they think they saw him. They're accidentally, you know, popping out on children wearing a mask that look like him, but it's not. It's supposed to create a lot of frenzy and a lot of, a lot of paranoia in the community, and it just did not do that. As most as you felt was, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis feels that her new granddaughter's boyfriend is not safe. Wow, that's not saying it's Michael yet. It just always makes me feel like it was Michael. When did we see Michael? We hardly saw Michael. And I'm going to get to that too. Again, he was in Haddonfield um, on Halloween night. Something that Haddonfield would be tormented and scared of. And they just didn't know. Nobody knew until he was dead. And by that time, they were, they were they had strapped him to the top of the car. And now the lynch mob wanted to go into, you know, killing him. So... Corey ends up killing more people than Michael in a Halloween movie. Why do we have Michael as the murder? The, the, the This is supposed to be the end. If I thought this was going to be the end, this is what I expected. The same way he went all out in Halloween Kills, I told you on Halloween Kills, you had a faster, stronger Michael. It seemed like Michael had been working the fuck out. You could not. You could not. You just couldn't. That evil, whether you want to call it... um adrenaline whatever the hell it was that was a supernatural force working with that man he he took a whole damn near town out or a mob okay and was able to get away and then you got him as a weak michael under a bridge who who can't hardly strangle or choke somebody out properly and then um you know when it was time for Corey to get the mask for michael he goes to michael and try to pimp michael out like you have something that i need you have something that i need i'm like what the fuck is he talking about you're already walking on the earth like kind of being a fake ass michael what, you, what else could you possibly want from the man he wants his mask so he ends up tussling with mike mike facts mike fights but then eventually Corey. Uh, defeats Michael. FR is able to knock him out long enough to snatch his mask. And then Michael knocks out for a little bit and he stands up. And I'm like, so Michael's getting pimped the fuck out by some regular teenage boy? Some shit he would have killed a long time ago, whether it was a murderer or not? I'm I'm trying to figure out where y'all going with this. So Michael's not strong. He's weak. He Michael was nothing to be afraid of, period. In this movie, I, why was I afraid of Michael? Okay, the same way I said I'm confused on how Corey chose his victims for him and Mike. Were they just Allison's enemies, people who got in his way when he was trying to get with Allison? Just, or was it people he just didn't like? Because Allison had enemies because of her grandmother and her family's history. People that got in his way with Allison because they kept saying, why you want to get with him? He's a freak. Or just people that he didn't like, period, because they was just picking on him. Maybe it's a combination of all three. But in total, I feel like Mike killed two people. He killed two people and spared one. I remember him specifically killing the cop 
that Allison used to date, the ex-cop, he killed him because Corey lured him into the tunnel where Mike was hiding at and couldn't come out because he's not strong enough for whatever reason. So all my victims you have to bring to me. Kind of shit. Excuse my language, but you're just an insult to Mike. And then the second person he killed was when he went to the house and he killed the nurse who was um, the co-worker of Allison. Allison wanted the promotion. Unbeknownst to her, her annoying uh, little you know, chatterbox redhead co-worker had got the promotion, not by good deeds and good, well, good deeds and as far as sleeping with a good doctor, but what I mean is not by her own good moral ethics and just hard work. And so she got killed. And the person that killed the doctor was not Michael. The person that killed the doctor was Corey. But it just seems like when when Corey was killing with the clown mask, all of a sudden Michael comes around like, oh, what do you want me to do, boss? Like like I said, like fucking Count Dracula and Ryan Renfeld. It's like, well, get the bitch, get the girl. That's not what he said to him, but he just turned around and just got her. And even the way he got her, it was so weak. It wasn't the only the only thing that felt Michael to me that made me think Michael was going to come alive was when he brought him the cop, the ex, because like I said, how is Corey choosing his victims for him and Mike? Is it his enemies, Allison enemies or whatever? And he chose the cop. So he brought the cop to Mike and he said, go ahead, kill him, kill him. So Mike, like, I think he stabbed him or something, or Mike hit him once. When Mike hit him once, he just hit him once, but he was so weak that the guy just was still standing. So even Corey hit him twice, like, boom, boom. And he went down on the ground. He's like, yeah, yeah. Then he turns around, like, looking at Mike, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <clears throat> Be who you are. Why aren't you being who you are? So he gets the guy, drags him under Mike. He's like, go, kill him, kill him. Mike, what, does take, like, one fake-ass stab? That first stab, I was like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? I said, what the I said, Mike, you ain't even using no wrist, bro. What you do? I listen, you're not supposed to root for the murderer, but come on, for crying out loud. You're one of my favorite, like, villains and, and, and murderers and all that serial killers and all that shit, scary moves of all time. This isn't, stop, bro. Who is this under the mask? Clearly, this is somebody new. And then it wasn't until he was like, come on, come on, do it. Like, screaming at Mike. Mike took the blade and he just one swift, like he used to in the back, like, boom, like he owns the knife, pops him in the heart. He pops the cop in the heart, okay? And then after he does it, you, you, y'all don't remember, there was this awkward kind of, like, he shook a little, like, huh, and then there was, like, this glee, like, he was, huh, huh, like, it felt good. Like, it was very creepy, but very fucking Michael. That's the only time I saw Michael be Mike, and I, I felt like that was going to be his strength. I said, maybe Mike is weak because he didn't really, he been killing people, but maybe he ain't really, like, stab at nobody. Maybe he really wanted to get a good killing. And that's what was making him sad, maybe, because that made him happy. There was something to him that was just like like a little baby that just saw their bottle coming. Like, oh, oh yes, like, like crack. Like, it was crack to him, and he just got a hit. I was like, oh, it's creepy, but yeah, come on, Mike, come on, because what kind of fucking Michael is this? And why don't you know, he still ended up being the same sappy-ass Michael. And when a time Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael have a showdown in the end, he literally shows up like, <clears throat> I want to say the last 30, <clears throat> 30 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie, and he dies too fast for me. He just dies way too fast for me. Boy, do I have so much I got to say. I got a little bit more to say. Too easy to kill Michael. Like, he was a weaker and slower Michael to me. I I did like that. Uh, so, supposedly, the town freak, Psycho Laurie Strode, uh, got her day, though. But again, Michael and Laurie don't see each other until the last 20 minutes of the movie. He does show up in the movie, but it's like almost over an hour ends. Every time he shows up for a short time, because they want you to fucking follow Corey around, which is, they lost. I just don't know who thought that was going to sell. 
This is supposed to be the end. If it's supposed to be the end, why, why are you introducing me to somebody who would have nothing to do with this? Yeah, that gave me that. I could have I wrote this better. I think fans, hardcore fans, if they had selected us and put us in a contest, they would select a few, we could have made it better. And I think that we all would have submitted to other fans that we feel or understand and know the law and code to the Halloween franchise, even if it's being rewritten, rewritten to find a way to rewrite it that makes everybody happy, bro. And make these people still a lot of money. Clearly, they're just about the money. They're not about making it make sense. So what I liked is that um, the last night, she wore an outfit very similar to the outfit that she wore on the fateful night um, of the original Halloween Warriors in the 80s. Kills wasn't gory, like I said. <clears throat> um, even the first, even the first kill to the second kill. The first kill was an accident compared to the next kill. Compared, to, it wasn't fast enough. Everything was just too much storyline. Now she pinned him down. She pinned him down like in H two O. Although we're supposed to discard H two O, I like to say that H two O had it right about how to kill Michael, which is that she knew he was unconscious. The EMS was going to take him, but she got an axe and a gun, and she told every fucking EMS and first responder to back the fuck off that Michael was hers, to put Michael on that fucking truck and, and, and the ambulance and give her the, to give her the fucking truck. Don't chase her and come after her. And she sped like hell. She sped like hell. She, if she had to kill herself, she was going to speed like hell and drive off to make sure that Michael died. She did not believe he was dead. She knew he wasn't dead. That's the whole thing about not knowing he was dead, so she needed to do something extreme. And if y'all remember, there was a, a terrible accident. Something that she would have wanted to happen. She at least wanted to take him somewhere where she could cut off his head. And Michael ends up getting pinned between, I think, the ambulance and a, and a tree. And so he couldn't move. And he couldn't move. And she had the accident. She was looking at him. And the thing about that moment was um, you kind of look at him human for a while because he's pinned between the tree. And he's like, help, help. Because, like, he's, well, Michael was nonverbal. Michael was nonverbal. So he reaches out his hand. And you can hear that, mm, mm, like he's in pain, but it's kind of like, like, Lori, Lori, like, even though I'm dying, and I, you know, you, you can feel like the human, there, if there's any kind of human in, in him, which all evil is pure. I honestly believe that if, if she had given Michael her hand at that point, he probably would have ripped her whole arm from the body, like, you know, type of shit, and got the last word, you know, and still made it out of that situation to kill again. But my point is, uh, she looked into his eyes and she almost fell for it. But then she said, mm-mm, fuck you. And she took that axe and she decapitated him. But what happened? What happened there? The plan to kill Michael went horribly left because Michael outsmarted Lori. It turns out that the person in the mask, the person that she beheaded, was not Michael Myers. It's supposed to be um, written that it was an EMS worker that Michael, before uh, the EMS had come in, one EMS must have came in and seen him, must have killed him, put the put the suit on him, and put the mask on him. Left him there. So by the time the other EMS came in, they was like, oh, this is the guy. Not knowing that the EMS guy wasn't even killed. He wasn't even killed. He was knocked out. For some reason, he was knocked out. He did not come to until the back of the EMS when he was already taken hostage by Laurie Strode, unbeknownst to him, after being knocked out. And then there's a terrible accident, and this EMS worker, a first rider, doesn't even know what's going on. Now he's pinned. He went to, he went to work that day. He responded to some shit. Next thing you know, he got knocked the fuck out. He woke up not only in a costume and a mask, but a body bag. Ended up in an accident, pinned between a tree. And when he reaches out for help, somebody cuts his fucking head off. Must have been the worst day of his fucking life, I'm just saying. <clears throat> Long story short, she ends up in the uh, 
mental hospital for that. And then I remember that was the um, setting for the next one. The next, uh, the she didn't go to jail. They just put her in some kind of psych. So I feel like um, the fact that she pinned them down this time around, it went back to H2O again. How to do it this time, but how to do it right. Clearly, this is Michael. The mask was off by the time um, she started to pin him to the table with knives and cut him and slit his wrist and slit his throat and pretty much until she drained all the blood out of him. Almost like Dexter or whatever. She just wanted to drain all the blood. Forget cutting stuff. Oh, we need to make sure there's no blood, no life in you type stuff. And when they started to do it at first, I mean, he woke up once, but then they pinned him down again and then uh, it worked. But she doing that, that's what they would have to do. A combination of that, what they did in H2O, like steal him, try to chop his head off, and a combination of what they had to do, what they tried to do in the previous one that failed with um, Tommy Doyle and the mob. You need a combination of that to kill him. That's what I, that's what I think. Okay, it's not nothing about just shooting him. It's not about just setting him on fire. They they set him on fire in the house in the previous one, in that basement. I didn't do nothing to him. All I did is char his mask. So was it. Okay, so you gotta make sure that he's dead. And even now, how do we know that he's dead? Okay. So um, one thing's for sure, two things for certain. I know Haddonfield is happy as hell once Thanksgiving rolled around. Could you imagine? They'd be like, "Bitch, it's Thanksgiving. We ain't gotta worry about nobody coming through here." <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, this is insane. Oh, and then somehow the fucking Michael movie turned into the movie Christine. Did y'all did y'all peep out Halloween turned into Christine when they had oh do you see Corey who's also not who's also the new fake Michael in disguise but also doubles as the creepy kid who's getting punked out or who's getting uh, bullied by kids in the town who also happens to work at a junkyard or at a car yard or at a bike yard. <laughs> You can't make this shit up. And then what happened? Corey got upset. He got into a car and he started to try to act like Christine. Started a car and at least ran one girl over and started killing other a lot of other people. And I believe the final showdown again when they wanted to kill Michael was again at the uh, at the yard. But it gave me Christine vibes when they was at the yard because they're like, oh, he went in here. He ducked in here. This is the four bullies looking for Corey. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this child was going for future reference. If you're a bully or if you don't like somebody or if y'all got beef and somebody's taunting you and they're saying, ha ha, you know, come and get me. And they putting you on a chase. And this was random. Like I was just minding your business. And I'm not understand you shouldn't probably go where they're going, especially if you end up on their territory because it might have just be bait. Well, they went there anyway. And that's where it got real Christine-ish. You know, Christine was running the car that's possessed. Because I guess somebody died in it and it had some old spirits in it, was running through the town killing anybody because it was jealous. It was very possessive of its owner. But this car wasn't that way. It just I was like, so do we have Halloween? We got Christine. <laughs> we got a fake Michael Myers. What 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 more do we need to make this something that don't make sense? So I appreciate Jimmy Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen, my Sagittarian sister. Because I feel like she saved the movie, her and the cute sheriff. <laughs> And uh, because everything in between, I was just too busy waiting to see Michael, which I felt never saw, and trying to figure out why was Corey there. I'm just being honest. Okay, so Michael, if I told you, killed two people. He spared one. He killed uh, the cop, and he killed the homeless person. He spared Corey. Um, Mike killed the cop who likes Allison, I feel, in a way by... <clears throat> by 
sacrificing him to Mike. So I guess they both killed him. And no, Mike killed the cop. I'm sorry, Mike killed the cop. Not Corey. Mike killed the cop. Mike killed the nurse who was sleeping with the doctor. Two. Spared Corey. One. Corey killed the homeless man. Corey killed the doctor. Corey killed all his bullies. So that's four people. Right there, that's six people. Four bullies, a doctor. The doctor was the um the one that was um giving Allison a hard time. He didn't like the way she was he was being uh, at treating her at work. He didn't like the way that the doctor was talking to her, so he wouldn't get revenge on that. That's why I said I'm trying to figure out how to pick his enemies. And that seems a little more personable. Whereas this new Mike is supposed to just, this new Mike is not supposed to be attacking family. Laurie Strode is not his family. He's just the type of person who just wreaks havoc on this one town because he wants to. So this new Michael Corey is like pretty much wreaking havoc on you know, people I don't like because you just, you know, made fun of me today type stuff. I don't know that that's, I, you could just be a regular serial killer in your neighborhood, bro. You don't got to take the name of Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. You got to take the name of Michael Myers for that. He killed uh, Corey Gill, homeless man, the doctor, the four bullies. He killed his mother and he killed DJ Willie. All these people were people that was his enemy. And yeah, that's, I think that's what I wanted to say. And then Michael and Lori don't see each other until the last 20 minutes of the movie, which means that you sat through, I think it was an hour and 50 minutes. By that time, he was 90 minutes in and didn't even see the showdown. And it wasn't even a showdown. I would have appreciated that what happened at in Halloween Kills at the end, like how the mob came out and it was this big force. If they, if he had to really like slay half of the village, but then half of the village got it. And eventually they all just started whacking at Michael piece by piece. Someone got a hand. Someone got a head. Again, this is going back to H2O. Kill him. Decapitate something. It's also going back to kills. Fire. But more than that, take all these pieces, burn them. You know, they'll mash them down, feed them to the dog. Like, if they did it like that and they made it so it was a real battle, a fair fight, it just didn't seem fair. It just seemed like it was a weak Michael who was never there the whole time. You know, Corey, he ended up um, dying, but, you know, that the way he died, it was Michael killed him. So I'm going to say that Michael killed Corey. So Michael killed three people, my bad. Michael killed Corey because his spirit was running through his blood. His spirit was running through his brain. And so when... um I think when, when Michael got knocked the fuck out and betrayed by his um, protege for the mask, when he came to, he said, you know what, um, the spirit of me that's in you, how about you just give it back? You know what annoyed me the most was when one time, I think, um, I one time, and he, he just, anyway, before I forget to say that, it's just that he got mad. He said, you know what, let me take my spirit back from you and end you. Because you, you you're the host of it. Let me end you. End you. That's why I don't know why people like to be a host of things. Because when anything, anything, a parasite, unless you take the parasite out, the whole point of the parasite is to take you out and just use you to survive, okay? So the point is, um, took him out by making him stab himself in his own neck. Allison came through the door and thought that Lori did it, but she did not, you know. That's not what happened. Now, Lori thought he did it. That's how it looked. But I think we know, watching from the outside, that that's not what happened. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so on that note, Chapel's Corner, that's pretty much my review on it. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, though, and I love that, um, I love that, like I said, that they, that they tried to kill him, but I just feel like if you put a combination of H2O, how to kill him at the end, 
something dramatic like that with a little bit of Halloween kills at the end with a mob like that. And not saying he don't win, but I want a fair fight and I want a strong Mike who's really putting fear on the town to the point that the people almost get in a frenzy again, like at the end, like I like in Halloween kills, but with more sense, like we failed, the, we failed last time, let's do it right this time. Because even when they were saying, we're not going to call it in, we're not going to just treat this like a regular dead person and just give it to the coroner. We need to really take care of this ourselves as a people, as a society, as a community to make sure that this threat and this problem never comes back here again. And that's what they were trying to do. So I remember they thought that people were going to give them problems. Even the sheriff, the black sheriff came and said, oh, this, this is the only way we got to get this done. And we're going to just keep it shut. We're not going to talk about this ever again. And we're just going to just keep it to ourselves. It's almost the same way how the people of... Um, I can't remember the name of the, the state city or that Freddy Krueger was from. They had to take it upon themselves to protect their kids from Freddy, who was harming the kids in every way. So they all took it upon themselves to kill him. And he comes back vengeful to get the descendants of their kids. That was, that was usually the point. Even the first girl that kept getting away from the first Freddy Krueger movie on. He always came back for her. He even tried to come for her son when she had a son generations later. So anyway, long story short... I'm just simply saying I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love the Halloween. I'm going to love it. But I just feel like it got more. I wasn't scared. I waited so long to watch something that didn't make me scared. I was more proud for, I was just more proud for Lori. Obviously, in the first two, it would serve right that distance. We would want her to at some point have some peace. So thank you that Lori got some peace and she's just not running around here paranoid. Thank God she could even at least enjoy the day and not say, I hate this day. I don't want it to. Thank God she got healing. But what I didn't get at all, again, once you took away the whole, they're not brother and sister, I think you messed up the whole angle of it. Um, once you took away, especially in this one, that when he came back, why would after all, after he'd been killed by a mob, supposedly killed and hiding for four years, when he comes back, he doesn't, you, you would think he'd be super pissed at the town. You think he'd be super revenge at the town. No, he just wants Corey and, and, and now Corey, you have my power. Who are we going to kill? Well, Mike, we're going to kill everybody that I don't like, like these four bullies. And then like Allison's, uh, boss who just talks to her badly my mom because my mom's a bitch and also i want to kill the cop her ex like bro this if i was michael myers i'd be like bro you want some small time petty shit you of yeah i'm ready to kill people i don't even fucking know bro like i'm out here ready to kill people just because like i'm I, it makes me happy right now you over here you got you got reasons why i don't have any reasons at all <laughs> like <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, you're not ready for this life. Come back and talk to me when you grow up, because right now you're a little, you still wet behind it. He is in your breath a little bit smelling like Similac when it comes to the serial killing murder and stuff, guy. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta spin around the block a few more times, you know. Watch some of my older shit. I know they tell you to start at 18, but maybe you should start back at the 80s, see what type, see what time I'm on. And most of all, motherfucker, I work alone. Mike need, a, need somebody to tell him. What pissed me off? There was a time where, um, uh, I think it was with Lori. Or something. He can't. He is Corey. Fig Mike came first, and he was attacking somebody. And then they were always like, oh, they was already afraid of Corey. Like looking at Corey, like he's the only one there. Like, oh no, Corey, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, Mike opened the door, and it's like, yeah, and I'm here. It's me, Mike too. And I was like, well, what the fuck? I, I'm like, I, I couldn't even get scared at that. Cause I'm already looking at Corey like this is stupid. And here comes Mike, like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Like, what are we doing now? Like, yeah, you killing somebody? I'm gonna kill somebody too, bro. Show me where that made fucking sense at. It's just, it's just, it's just, some people are now just writing some shit. They're using the best scenes and, and cameras and all of that so they give you the best scenes, but the writing is fucking trash. It's not even, it's not even flowing. It, it could have just been written better. It could you could have had the town involved 
more involved. The town didn't come together until somebody called everybody at night and said, Michael Myers is dead. Believe it or not, whether you saw him tonight or not, he's here. And if you want to, please come join this lynching. Get the fuck out of here. There was nothing even on the news that said Michael Myers is out. Everybody lock your doors and stay inside hide your kids. Like, what is going me? So on that note, I was going to, I love you all. Excuse me again for this um raspy voice. Yep, bitch was cussing yesterday and saying a lot of terrible things. Well, I apologize to people. I don't like y'all at nobody. I don't. I don't like cussing my either. But by the time it gets other things, something is not right. Something is not right. Like that uh, lady in Madeline, the nanny. Something is not right. And I have to say something. I could say anything respectfully, but then you talk, you know, some people you talk to them respectfully for a long time, they'll get it. You know, some people, I hate to say it, and I and I seen it yesterday, which makes me feel bad too, but damn, it took for that. It took for me to do it like that for you to start getting your ass in fucking line. I'm not a, bo- a bully. I'm not bossy or anything like that, but, you know, trust me when I tell you, you know, some people need to be told about themselves. And it went on for a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm, I used to go, I used to cheerlead. I used to remember I used to go to games and just have a, uh, or I could say a hoarse sounding voice because my throat doesn't hurt. I can swallow, nothing burns. It's just, uh, I really strain these cords. Yeah. So I'm going to go rest them now. But I love you all, and I'll see you all next time here on Chapo's Conte. Bye.